Good evening. Yes, it's still evening, and it's still Friday the 7th. Welcome. Thank you for listening to the Snake River Lib. I do appreciate that. It's a good Friday. Um, we're in the rim. We talked about that. You know, right now, the, you know, back at the time of Christ's death, he's been put in the tomb. There are soldiers guarding the tomb. The disciples that are left are in hiding. Becomes a waiting game. Except the disciples, what are they waiting for? They don't know. They thought that Jesus Christ was going to be the Messiah and that he would free them from the Romans, and now he's dead. Not understanding the freedom that Christ had promised. But I digress, because that's over, that's a, well, it's always suitable to talk about it and to pass on a witness of Christ. Even over here on the uh, political side of the view. Somebody asked me the other day about podcasts that I did. And I I said, well, I have two different podcasts. They said, well, what do you talk about in your podcast? And I said, well, simple. I talk about the things that we have been taught over years and years that we don't talk about in conversation. One is politics over here on the rim, or on the lib, and the other is religion over on the rim. And you think that that, do you think that that may have something to do with the polarization that we have today? I think it has something to do with that. The fact that we we just don't talk about it. And so what happens? We don't talk to each other. We talk at each other. And I've tried very hard to moderate my tone, not the message, but the tone here on the lib. And I'm going to continue to do so. It's, here's another crossover point. Fun fact that uh, President Russell M. Nelson, the uh, president and prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in conference address that he gave on Sunday morning in the just-concluded general conference, spoke on how we need to eliminate contention and that we should not contend one with another. And this is something I mentioned, I think, over on the rim, that, you know, I learned that as a missionary. But, you know, it's really true that our attitude approaching a conversation where there has to be a winner and a loser. Um, that attitude has to be thrown out. We have to be willing to learn from every conversation. Ayn Rand said, you know, here's the thing, you know, if you get in a discussion with somebody, you know, you should discuss in such a way that you're always going to be a winner, even if you may lose, if you will, the argument. Because if you lose the argument because the person that you are discussing with has provided 
facts that were previously not known to you and that are contrary to your position, that you change your position, then in reality, you may have lost the argument, but in reality, you have won because you've learned something. And so I've tried to just be more of an explanatory piece over here on the lid. And so having said that, I want to highlight a few items that are going on right now. And it's going to sound contentious, but that's not my intent because these are serious questions. And my first question has to do with the transgender movement. Um, Riley Gaines, who was a swimmer that tied with um, the swimmer at UPenn, I, whose name escapes me, Aaliyah or something, uh, used to be a guy. Well, is anatomically anatomically still a guy. They tied in one of the races, but they awarded him the trophy. Or her, I guess, if you will. Not Riley. And so Riley Gaines has been out there telling everybody really what used to be common sense five years ago. You know, there's a reason they have women's sports. Because if you're just to have sports, then women would never have the opportunity. I mean, they could compete, but they would never be successful. Or rarely, not never, they rarely would be successful. I mean, as UPenn sw swimmer, goes from ranked 400 and something in the country to rank number one by simply identifying as a female. For years, we've been told by the radical feminists that men are no better than women. And so is it any wonder they're upset that now that you have transgender women who are biologically male and that these biological men are now taking awards like Woman of the Year, they're setting records in all sorts of sports, doesn't that kind of put to the lie the whole argument that feminists made for years and years and years about equality? I mean, the bottom line is very simple. Men and women are different. Women, in general, athletically, cannot compete with a man in uh, various athletics when you take into account the level of training and etc the physical differences are just too great in general not always to overcome 
So now you have, you know, people, Martina Navratilova, the great uh, tennis star, um, who, fierce advocate of women's sports, say out loud what everybody already instinctively knows is that men should not be competing in women's sports. I could tell you about the South Park episode with Strong Woman uh, and Heather Swanson, who used to be a guy. The uh, They modeled Heather Swanson after uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage from WWE, WWF in the old days. With the speech mannerisms and even the costuming. Except for the requisite uh, bra and, and such. J.K. Rowling, no conservative, very progressive, supports transgenders, but she does not support the idea that transgender women, meaning men, should compete athletically with women. There's an MMA fighter who's a transgender female, meaning they're a male, anatomically speaking. Who now has broken two different women's skulls in the ring. At, at what point do we do our best Roberto Duran imitation? Look it up. as a fight with Sugar Ray Leonard. And say, no moss. Lib is, we're fair, I feel like. I've simply said this. That if a man tests, or if a transgender woman tests with a testosterone level higher than what a woman would be banned for competing, then they should be banned from competing. By the way, women, you know, don't juice up on estrogen if they're juicing. I mean, and, and the whole using the testosterone level alone does not account for the differences in lung, heart, and skeletal and muscular structure of someone who went through puberty as a male. And perhaps was even a highly trained, you know, highly uh, uh, trained athlete. Mm -hmm. 
it's a sad moment in sports that these people are allowed to compete. And if you follow women's sports, then you must be appalled because there will be no women's sports as time progresses. I'll be right back. And welcome back to the lib. <laughs> Already longer than what I expected to wrap the whole podcast up in that time. So we had a little bit of that editorial, and I apologize for the length of it. I hope that you're not too upset about that. Um, the Biden administration released a report uh, uh, regarding the Afghanistan withdrawal. They essentially say that their hands were tied and it's all Trump's fault. Now, there's no question that Trump had planned to withdraw from Afghanistan. So, in all fairness, we should look at that claim. Here's where their claim falls apart. As soon as they stated, the Biden administration, that they were not going to follow the previously agreed to timeline to withdraw from Afghanistan, which was actually in the spring rather than waiting until August. Had they agreed, had they kept to that timeline and then had the debacle that happened, then yeah, I, I, I could see how you could blame Trump for that. And rightly so. Here's the thing, though. As soon as they said, we're not going to do that, one, they broke an agreement with the Taliban. And two, once they changed the plan, they owned all of it. The fact that they have found some weaselly way to blame Trump, I mean, they blame Trump for everything, so it's no big surprise, right? There's no blame for Trump here, no matter what the report says. Because his, the Biden administration owned it on the day they said they were not going to follow Trump's timeline. So if you do hear about that, him blaming Trump for Afghanistan, just remember all of that. We mentioned the new Chicago mayor and their plan. Uh, this person had been a teacher. He was a teacher's union uh, lobbyist, representative, etc. Social justice clown. 
I'm sorry, he's probably not a clown in and of himself, but anybody that goes uh, on the social justice bender essentially is a clown. So his solution is not more police to combat the out-of-control Chicago crime problem. The best solution, of course, would be to enforce the law, including the law regarding theft and small, petty assaults and, and such. If they'd simply enforce the law, chances are crime would go down. But no, his plan is to hire people, not as police officers. But social workers, counselors, his plan is treatment, not trauma. So imagine this. You're a woman, just broke up with your boyfriend. He's violent. He's been abusing you. Get a restraining order against him. He shows up at your apartment in a rage. You know, while he's pounding on the door to break in, you call 911, and they said they're sending someone right over. And so he finally breaks through the door. has you pinned up against the wall, perhaps getting ready to rape you. And a therapist knocks on the door or comes in. I'm here to heal. How secure does that make you feel? That's the new mayor's plan. I mean, I'm all for sentence reform where people actually serve the sentences that they are given. I'm all for law reform, eliminate laws that are not being enforced or that we don't want to enforce. A scale back in an unprecedented scale the number of things that are even violations of the law. Speaking of which, you see in Texas and Austin, there was a a man uh, was attacked by a would-be robber with a long gun. Ultimately gets the gun away from him and shoots him. He was just convicted of murder by a jury. He was attacked. His livelihood was attacked. In an armed attack. that justice that's the kind of justice the left wants
California's moving ahead with their um, concept of reparations to the tune of five million cash payment plus hundred thousand a year plus selling them a house in the Bay Area for a dollar plus uh, elimination of all your current debts. You have no way to pay for it. But speaking of San Francisco. We talked about Riley Gaines in the first segment. She was there speaking, member of the Independent Women's Forum, uh, speaking against uh, trans women in sports, not against trans women, but trans women involved in women athletics as well as sharing the locker room with their junk. She was attacked. At a speech. Not the only person attacked in the San Francisco area. The cash app. There's some app. I don't know anything about it. The CEO was murdered. How about that? I don't even know what to say to that. We talked a little bit about the uh, protests, the peaceful protests down in Tennessee. Um, Want to see the double standard of the left purely on display? There it was. What happened in Tennessee was no different than what happened on January 6th. And so... Anti-gun, anti-transphobic. You know, the president has come out fully swinging on the, the concept that that gender-affirming care should not be denied to anyone and that many states are trying to do that. What he refers to gender-affirming care, many people refer to as mutilation. The statistics simply do not back up the idea that the suicide rate of transgenders is reduced by either hormonal therapies or surgical therapies. Oh, and there was a uh, another transgender that was stopped actually before they could go on a mass shooting rampage. They were ratted out by their sister. Who did the right thing, by the way. Probably saved lives. By the way, that's several mass shootings and would-be mass shootings recently that were committed not by your angry, white, Christian male, but by somebody that either consider themselves trans or non-binary. I don't know if there's a difference between those two statements or not, and I don't really care. 
Not because I don't care about the people. There's more to talk about, but I don't think I really want to. This is Good Friday after all for another minute. I've been contemplating so much today that I just really didn't have feel into it, but I do did feel like I wanted to get out there because there were a few stories which I've covered. That I just wanted to throw out there. Am I too contentious here on the lib? Let me know. My life matters. Does yours? Some people might think that phrase in and of itself is extremely contentious. Just a different way of stating the libertarian creed. You know, the conservatives have the Gadsden flag with a don't tread on me. I like the flag, but with a porcupine where it says don't tread on anyone. It's Snake River Lib. Good night.